Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it adds to the tale, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rogue. And Shane. I'm Shane playing Alexander the Human Wizard Bard. And John. New. I'm playing Alunidas, Elven Monk, Devotee of Ruin. Cook. <laughs> and Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard, Juliet. The last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, you salvaged what you could from the Red Talons camp after the Asheville Knights attacked. Then you headed to the town of South Bend to cross the Black River to get to Asheville. You got to the town and got some stairs as a heavily armed and armored party. You decided to disguise yourselves and take some rooms at the inn to get cleaned up. Juliet disguised herself as a priestess of Arathis and heard a rumor from the barkeep that the temple in Kala had been burned down with all the priests and paladins inside. Which, you know, she had a hand in that. You cross the river on a ferry and you find yourselves in the city of Asheville. Uh, over here, um, you can see like the, the grass area here that hasn't been, been uh, beat down or, or mowed. Uh, is really lush and green. And the earth here underneath, uh, in between like the, the gravels and the, the broken up brick over on this uh, side is really black. And uh, you can see where some ho- horses have like uh, their hooves have uh, kicked up some of the, the earth and clods. And you can see that it's like this really, really like dark black, almost topsoil. Um, you think anything over here would grow really well. Once you're over here, though, the one thing that really sticks out are these black walls that are made out of black obsidian and the closest one is probably about maybe 200 yards to your right as you get off the dock and it's about 20 feet tall the dock area here is pretty large but not like a huge dock town you think it could accommodate 50 or so flat boats and there's currently about 10 or so already docked all the buildings here aren't very tall uh, they appear to be about two to three stories tall, except for a fortress in the middle of this town. It's about ten stories tall. It's kind of got like this, not a dome, but kind of like sloped up conical look to it. It appears to be made out of uh, obsidian and granite, kind of like cobbled together in this uh, stone. And you're going to see all these uh, like aeroports for uh, ballistas coming through uh, these small windows on basically all sides of this thing. Currently you're in the dock area and you're going to see some uh, shops and such and uh, blacksmiths along this area. You're also going to see some granaries and stables and places to uh, 
store food and to um, move it around um, inside the city. So you're going to see a bunch of uh, carts and workers there uh, working, moving stuff in and out of these uh, storage facilities and warehouses. You look around and you say, see that this city, there's probably about maybe 2,500 people that live here. And uh, you're also going to notice that there's some guards on these docks. They're all dressed like the guards that you faced outside of that uh, shanty town uh, with the red talons. Uh, they're all wearing breastplate and black tunics with the uh, red volcano on their chest. And they're carrying uh, spears and long swords. Okay, so don't get too close to these guys. Make sure you keep your disguises and your personas. Speaking of which, Talia and Alexander, what do you look like now? Uh, brown hair, just regular, like human. Nothing out of the ordinary. I went with, um, just a, a halfling woman. Okay. So both of you look exactly the same. Is that what I'm... I, I, no, <laughs> now I look over 21. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be really awkward if she gets hit on in this city. <laughs> Super awkward. All right. So you want to uh, duck in and get some shopping done, Juliet, and then we can ski daddle. Well, I mean, I'd like to rest here as well, but uh, if that is not the case, then I'd rather get out of this city as quickly as possible. Turin says, "Yeah, I don't like spending any more time than I have to in cities, but if you're going to rest, this is probably the place to do it." Once we get outside the walls, it's hard to tell what we'll run into. I know there's Ashfell and half-orc patrols going on outside. We have the horses. We probably shouldn't stay the night. Didn't Edel want to sell the horses, though? Not here. Not with the brands. I don't know where else he's going to sell them. Edel says, uh, it won't be here. We'll get caught if we try to sell the horses here with those brands. It can wait. It'll just cost us some grain to feed them. Or we can always eat them if we run out of food. That is not going to happen. So, uh, you can forget about eating the horses. Why, you never had a horse meat? It's not that bad if you've got enough salt. And Turin's, it's, Turin's gonna nod. He's right. They stew up a treat, but yeah, I wouldn't eat it. Just because I'm vegetarian. If I told you I'm vegetarian, you should be vegetarian. Now, I thought you ate souls. I guess that's vegetarian? No, that's Adel. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Adel's actually going to chuckle at that. Okay, so uh, Juliet is going to search around for some sort of merchant district or magic district, if there is such a thing. The merchant district you're going to be able to find uh, pretty easily. Um, you're going to see three main roads um, that connect into like a central uh, circular uh, like common area, like a square. And around this um, circular street you're going to see um, basically all kinds of shops um, from like uh, fruit and vegetable vendors butchers uh, clothiers some blacksmiths some weapon shops and you're going to be able to find uh, one magic shop slash uh, potion shop perfect potion shop is where I will head all right so um, that's going to be in the central part of this town uh, in the merchant district. Uh, before you head into the shop, um, what need does a priest of Arathis have for magic ink? 
Maybe Alexander should go in and buy that. What is it? Rather than Juliet uh, buying the magic ink, maybe you should do that because she's dressed as a priest of Arathus. Uh, I could, but if I go inside and they, uh, and it's a magic shop and the person's attuned to magic, they can probably try and discern that I'm not really in my actual form. True. I guess Alunodos will go in and buy it. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go in and buy it then. Sorry. Stay in here. All right, so uh, you come to this uh, one-story building uh, down here in the southern uh, portion of this circular area below the tower, and it's called the uh, the Costwise Cauldron. And you walk inside, and you're going to smell um, a lot of spices and incense. Um, there is basically like a a strip that you walk down, and on either side of uh, this strip that you're walking down, that's probably maybe seven feet wide. Um, there's glass cases all the way around that you can't get behind. Um, but inside the glass cases, it's basically like a, uh, like a jewelry shop, if, if you will, um, where all the potions are laid out and some magical items. And there is a, uh, woman elf, uh, behind the counter. This is welcome to the Coswise Cauldron. How may I help you? Hello, madam. Uh, I, I need some magic ink suitable for inscribing spells in a spell book. Do you carry that? Oh, yes, of course. Ah, excellent. I'll, I'll take a, a few vials of that, if you would. Okay. And um, she pulls, uh, she opens one of these sliding cases behind uh, the glass on the right side. And you see three bottles of ink. And one appears to be like a blood red color, a black, and another one is like a dark blue. And she says, any particular color you're looking for, I have black, red, and blue. I think red would be most appropriate in this case. Thank you. Okay. And she's going to pull out a, um, a vial that's uh, glass that appears to be about maybe three inches in diameter and about six inches tall uh, with a cork stopper on top of it. And she puts it down on the counter and says, will that be all for you? Uh, yes. All right, that'll be 15 gold pieces. Very good. He hands her the money. Nice doing business with you. And you as well. Thank you. He takes the vial, heads back outside, and carefully hands it over to Julia. Oh, this looks fantastic. How much did it cost you? Only 15 gold. Don't worry about it. Wait, 15 gold? You're serious? Is that a lot? No, that's quill ink. Practically. Oh, I asked for something suitable for inscribing spells. It's gonna be hundreds of gold pieces. Ah, and it's red. Some of the pages are red. I'm sorry. I thought you would like red. It's all right. I'll I'll do something else with this ink. You want me to go back in and try for different ink? Uh, no, no. We'll we'll survive. Okay. So, yeah, you think there might have been uh, some miscommunication. <laughs> That's what you get for sending a monk to do a mage's business. Yeah, for that much ink that's in there, you think that that would have probably cost about uh, 500 gold pieces. So a significant difference. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's basically just regular ink that's been colored. You can send them back in. 
I want a refund. This ink isn't magical enough. <laughs> Maybe no. you can make your own, like with the blood of salamanders and newborn good dragons or something. That's pretty tempting, actually. Actually, That's... yeah, that uh, dragon blood would probably be uh, pretty good for writing magical spells. And we had a source of dragon blood. I don't suppose anybody cooked some of that, did they? We did. Ah, that could be useful. And uh, you could probably sell it for a pretty penny, too. You're not really hurting for money at this point. <laughs> Still, if there's anything special you guys want, it might be worth buying. Or selling, rather. True. It's all have the scales. Do you need anything? Yeah, there's quite a few potions in there, and uh, even uh, some magical items. But to oh. be fair, you've got a bunch of magical items and potions you haven't really even used. <laughs> yeah, I keep on forgetting and remembering and then forgetting that we have uh, healing potions. <laughs> there a fair number of them in that fight, if I recall. Did we? I don't think anybody used any healing potions in that fight. I don't think we ever have. Oh, wow. And I think Juliet's got them all. She's got uh, the healing potions. She's got, well, you don't have the poison anymore. I have none of that. All of that is with other people. I haven't needed it, as far That's as I good. know. Is it is it on the list of magic items? Because I don't have it on my character sheet. It ain't there. <laughs> there is the big inventory list, but I don't have a quick link for that. Hold on a second. I'll bring it up. Found it. I'll put it in uh, roll twenty. Yeah, like I said, I have no uh, no healing potions. They don't appear to be in any of our inventories. Same. Might be damn mine. Well, I know for a fact that um, Juliet got like two healing potions out of uh, that half work uh, his uh, chest in his tent. I know I used at least one of them during dragon healing. There they are. How many did you say you had? Three, I guess. There you go. I think those were the ones that we bought on our initial trip whenever we ran into the the Costco place. Oh yeah, Mad Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventurers Emporium. Yeah, that's the one. So you might want to put those in here or on character sheet somewhere. Yeah. Plus, I don't think anybody's added any items from uh, uh, Cassock's, um fight. No, we have, because I have the cool pillowcases. I also have the Emulator of Dominion and uh, K6 Notes. And uh, Talia also has the Coin of Eden's shopping. So all of that should have been distributed. Well, I think uh, there was a bunch of stuff in there that people either didn't take or didn't put in the bag. any rate, we can hash that out outside of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Talia, are you wearing that magic armor? Or we have leather armor in the... Uh, bag of holding. Plus one and plus one to initiative. I am not. I should be. Yeah. It would basically give you the same bonuses as you have with your studded leather armor except you would get plus one to initiative. And that's why. (laughs) I'll put that on in the next opportunity. Alright. So, you guys are in basically in downtown Asheville. So, what are you going to do? Want to check out some local restaurants, or maybe the buskers, or you going to find a inn? I heard this is a good place to invest in real estate. Anything like that? Uh, nah, we should just leave town. I think. 
uh, the the real estate prices here here are out of hand just because they're not really building up and they're surrounded by a wall so they can't really expand out into the river <laughs> i would just like to point out that a we're not quite 100 percent rested up and B, we don't know anything about what's out there, so we should at least do a little research on the streets. I know, Talia, you already tried that in South Bend, but there might be more information here. Uh, yeah, let me check. Let uh, me see what I can find out. Well, Turin would know a lot of the stuff about uh, what's going on outside of this uh, city. He might oh. not know so much, you know, about the politics and everything going on in the city. But uh, remember, he is your guide. Turn, do you know of any place that's uh, sort of secluded? Maybe we can uh, rest outside of the city? Uh, outside the city? I mean, there's basically forest, and we can find a spot, but there's no guarantee that we won't be discovered by an Ashfell patrol or even a patrol of half-orcs scouting near the city. If we're mm. outside these walls, we should just be prepared for anything. If we are going to camp, we'll have to sleep in our armor and make sure our horses are ready to go at a moment's notice. Everybody is on guard right now because of the troubles between Ashfell and the half-orcs that we've stirred up. I think that's just what we'll have to put up with then outside the city. I agree. Uh, Natalia, maybe you can see how uh, eager the humans are to fight, how afraid they are of the half-orcs. Yeah, let me uh, let me spend some time in a, in a tavern, just sitting and, and listening. Ah, right, you're 21 now. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, is uh, what do you, uh, Talia is going to try to find an inn and like hang out and eavesdrop? Uh, what are the rest of you guys doing? Does anybody want to go with her? Uh, I'm fine. She'll figure it out. I'm not a stealthy person. Uh, Luna Das is used to hanging out in taverns with Talia. You can go with her. Okay. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> and she usually takes the lead there. <laughs> um. So you're going to find um pretty immediately a uh, place here in downtown this is a uh, two-story inn uh, that looks very well maintained most most of the stuff that you see here um, this city looks like it, it's doing pretty well for itself it's not that large but you're not really seeing anything that would be like a slum area or you know people who aren't well dressed uh, running around even the laborers um, look like they're, you know, dressed in some sort of uniform for this merchant guild or that. So you're going to find a tavern called the Caldera. It's got like a volcano theme to it on the sign outside. And um, you walk inside and it's very neat. There appears to be a lot of workers here um, who look like they're calling it quits for the day. Around this time, it's probably five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, behind the bar, you're going to see um, two women who um, appear to be taking orders and putting out food and drinks. And um, there's probably about 30 people in this room. All the tables are taken, but there looks like uh, there's a couple of tables. They're like made to seat like 12 people or so um, that a group of people are seated on one end, but it looks like there's room for you know, two or three or four others to sit on the other end. I'll, um, I'll go up to that group and say, do you mind if we take these seats? Ah, oh, for a pretty lady like you, no, no, have a seat, come. Oh, this is awkward. I should have said I was a man. <laughs> well, then your voice might have sounded strange. 
and then uh, he's going to uh, pat the uh, the table beside him for you to sit. I'm gonna. S- oh, this feels so skeezy. I'm gonna sit next to him. All right. So uh, you sit down. I'm assuming Alunidas is gonna sit down as well. Uh, yes. If he had been quicker on the uptake, he might have sat down next to the half and uh, the guy. Okay, so <laughs> the the guy that's motioning you to sit down, he's actually pretty attractive. Uh, he's a human. He's looks like he's about in his late twenties or early early thirties. Uh, he is dressed in a gray tunic that has a anchor on it, and uh, he's got like uh, like medium length, like uh, sandy straight hair. And says, uh, haven't seen you around here before. This is my first time in the city. Oh, well, welcome, welcome to Asheville. What business do you have in the city, or, or is it pleasure? Oh, I'm just visiting some family. I was, you know, trying to figure out what to do, what's safe here, what, what I can do before they, they get back from their trip. I don't think I understand. So are they, are you visiting people that aren't here? I I got here a couple days earlier than I expected, and they were still away on business. Oh, oh. Well, well, who's the family? I might know them. Uh, Can I do a history check to see if I know anything about this area? (laughs) Uh, This is going to be a deception roll. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) That's a nine. That is a nine. Uh, Okay, I'll... (laughs) Right? I, I'll be honest, I told my family I was visiting uh, people out in this area, but I don't know anyone here. Oh, so are you just trying to get away from your family? Or what, what's going on? Tell me your story. Well, my family's a little overbearing and pretty protective. Like, I haven't had a chance to just go out and be on my own, ever. And I just wanted to get away. Well, it doesn't seem like you're alone. Who's the fellow with you? Is that your, is that your husband? Uh, <laughs> oh no, we met on the road. <laughs> We've become good friends. Oh, where, where are you traveling from? Carnley. Carnley, well, that's quite a ways away. So are you, do you have any plans? Is Are you just traveling to Asheville? I mean, wh- wh- where uh, are you I going? I on, um, sorry, I was, give me a second. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, your entire story just smells like bullshit to this guy. <laughs> but oh, this sure last part was true. <laughs> it was very true. Uh, I plan on staying here for a couple days, then maybe traveling on, seeing the rest of the world as much as I can, basically. Yeah, you got to get that done while you're young. I basically went to work straight out of schooling into the guild, working down on the docks. I'm wishing I'd taken some time to explore this area before, well, you know, the trouble between Asheville and the half Orcs. What trouble? Oh, you haven't heard? No, this is the first time hearing of it. Well, I probably wouldn't have ventured to go out much outside the walls. If you are, I'd probably cross the river into South Bend. Uh, I don't know where you're coming from, but the area to the north, it's it's pretty hot right now. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, it seems the half Orcs have been attacking Asheville. It's the rumors I've heard. I haven't seen him attack the city per se, but I've heard there's been many patrols and guards that have been wandering the area north of here, within our territory, mind you. 
that have been attacked by the half-orcs. I don't know what kind of trouble stirred that up, but here we are. I know I won't be going out there. No, that sounds that sounds dangerous. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, the rumor, so, uh, the rumor is that it's, it's Red Talons that have been stirring up this trouble between Ashfell and, and half-orcs, but I don't know if that's red, exactly true or not. Red Talons? Yeah, Red Talons. Crazy cultists? The very ones. I thought those were just a myth. <laughs> I did too. I still don't know if I believe it myself, but the rumors are is the Red Talons have been trying to stir up trouble between Ashfell and the half-orcs. I have no idea why, but that's the rumor. Uh, the rich always want someone to blame other than themselves. Ain't that the truth? Oh, where are our manners? Oh, wait, I'll get the wave the server over. You, you need drinks. So he's going to raise up his hand and motion for one of the servers to come over. And he says, uh, drinks here for my new friends. What, what will you be having? I'll just have some juice if you have it. Maybe a vegetable smoothie. And the waitress is going to say, uh, I, we don't really have anything smoothie, do you say? I'm not familiar with that. Oh. We've got milk. Do you have juice? Um, like out of a fruit? Yeah. No, we don't have anything like that. We got some milk for, that we keep around for the kids and water. And then L spirits and wine. Oh, uh, some milk would be nice. Strong teeth and healthy bones. Well, as you say. I'll have a feed. All right. And she's going to walk away and come back a few minutes later and set the drinks down in front of you. The uh, guy who's been talking to you says, Huh, huh, where's my manners? We haven't even been introduced. I'm Jacob. I'm Alan. I'm Jessica. Nice to meet you. So, what, what's going to be your next steps? Are you you staying in town for a bit? Just a couple days, and then I think we're going to move on. Probably not to the north. Yeah, yeah. it'd be wise, from what I hear. We haven't Let's seen see, much traffic from the north lately from the traders that used to be bringing in goods. Most of them are coming in from the river now to avoid the trouble. I guess the word mm. spread that far. So maybe we'll take the river out of town. Probably a good idea. We should uh, make preparations for that. Get our get our stuff in order. Be yeah. responsible. Well, what about you, friend? Besides working on the docks, what do you do around town? What, what, what what's fun in Asheville? Oh, what's not a... fun in the downtown district? There's plenty of taverns and places to dance and hear music. We've even got this new place where you can go and throw hatchets. Oh, I think I'd like to try that. Yeah, it's fun. It makes you feel like a like a barbarian. Maybe we'll uh, do that after he, after we go after we're done here. Yeah, and there's words. It, and there's also a new place where you have to escape a dungeon. Oh, most exciting! Yes. They do call, they have monsters and everything? No, 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 no. Basically, it's <laughs> like a dungeon, and you have to like find clues and things like keys and buckets and trap doors underneath hay, like you're in a real dungeon to find your way out. Wow. All the fun without any of the danger. I like it. And then we engage in small talk and finish our drinks. Unless Talia has uh, more that she would like to find out. No, I already feel awkward enough flirting with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talia is still on the stage where boys are stinky and stupid. 
We'd best be on our way to the river then. He's going to ask for your, uh, what would be the the fantasy equivalent of your digits? Uh, Carrier pigeons coloration. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, he's going to ask you if you'd like to uh, go to the hatchet throwing place uh, sometime while you're in town. Well, uh, where is it? Maybe we can make plans to meet up there later this week. Oh, it's only like two blocks down, but I thought you said you were only going to be in town two days. Well, yeah. I guess that'd be tomorrow, wouldn't it? God, it feels like I'm going to be here longer. (laughs) We've been traveling so much, I've kind of been hoping for a place to stop. Well... So let's meet there tomorrow afternoon, then. Oh, that sounds great. It's over here on Elm Street, just about two blocks down from where we are right now to the east. What's it called so I, uh, I know that I'm at the right place? Uh, it's called the uh, the hatchet throw. It's a little very on the nose for me, not very punny. I could probably come up with something better. I'm sure you probably could. Well, I've dabbled with some poetry. Should I'm sure I bl- you're a fine hand at it, but we need to find an inn and start making arrangements for our trip down river, and then finding the hatchet place. Well, all right. Well, maybe I'll see you around sundown tomorrow at the hatchet throwery. Sounds like a plan. And then Jacob says, great, uh, it's a date. And we can head back outside. <laughs> All right, what's uh, everybody else doing right now? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just loitering around, walking around the city. All right, so you're walking around the city, and uh, most of what you're seeing in this downtown area is mainly like restaurants and bars and taverns and um, shops. Uh, you patch the uh, pass the hatchet throw. And uh, they've got like a window cutout, so you can see like people inside, like throwing hatchets at targets. And uh, you see a lot of the uh, targets right now look like half orcs. So you think they're probably uh, like cashing in on the uh, the half orc uh, threat right now. You said that there's a giant obsidian slash granite structure in the middle that looks like some sort of gigantic watchtower is that correct yeah it's right here this tower so uh do you want to inspect that yes juliet would love to examine the architecture as well as any guard patterns any sort of over uh any conversations she could overhear since she's disguised anyway okay so uh you get closer to this thing and it looks like it's about 10 stories tall and kind of uh bullet shaped at its base it's probably about 200 feet um, in diameter outside and uh, the structure itself looks like it's a a combination of this aggregate of uh, granite and obsidian uh, that's been mortared together and um, there's uh, these giant slits about every 10 feet or so all the way around it uh, that look like they're big enough for like a ballista to shoot out of and then surrounding the whole thing, there's another circular wall um, that's about uh, 10 feet tall uh, that's made out of the same stuff. Um, about every 50 feet or so, you're going to see like a gate um, that's guarded by two guards. And the gate itself uh, is probably about 15 feet wide. So it's large enough to fit just about any sort of cart through. And there are uh, wooden gates uh, that are currently open. And it's the same guards that you saw before 
and the uh, half plate with spears and long swords and the the black uh, tunics with the red volcano on them. And as you walk by, you can see that they're uh, scanning the crowd. Uh-oh. Juliet's going to tug that uh, robe hood just a little bit lower. All right. As you walk by, uh, you're looking at them, but it doesn't seem like uh, they're like looking at you actively. They're just like scanning the crowd. And at this time, um, during the day, um, there's quite a few people here, but it's not like you know, shoulder to shoulder packed. What does it seem like these people are doing here? Are they just kind of passing by? Um, there's people on carts. Uh, there are people on horses. They look like they're either moving goods or they're just strolling the town at their leisure. Gotcha. And is this place like the main thoroughfare to gates outside the city or something? Yeah, as like you walk around this circle, you're going to see that um, it basically has spokes um, that go north, south, east, and west um, out to the uh, outs- or to different parts of the city. So this is like a big circular area that's like the hub for all these, almost like a like a turnabout if you're uh, if you were in a car. Gotcha. Okay. Like a National Lampoon's European Vacation when they're driving around, it's like, "Hey, look, kids! Parliament, Big Ben." Juliet is going to take a risk and find one of the guards who is scanning the crowd. She is going to, if at all possible, try and talk to him and figure out what all the commotion outside the city is about. Okay, uh, what do you look like at this point? I don't know what priests. Uh, robes of Arathis look like, but they're big enough to fit Juliet, and uh, I guess just a normal set of robes with a hood. All of her stuff is packed into her backpack, uh, except for her halberd, which is summoned away in a demiplane, and her longbow, which she is using as a quarterstaff on string. Okay. So, um, you're going to walk up to one of these guards, and, uh, the guard uh, looks at you, and uh, it's it's a human. He's a male, probably in his twenties, and he bows slightly to you or with his head, and says, uh, "Good afternoon, priest." Good afternoon. I'm from outside the city, and I heard that there was a great conflict outside the walls. What can you tell me of this, my child? Ah, uh, yes. And half orcs up north been stirring up trouble. Been attacking our patrols outside of town. Oh dear. And there are no attempts to make peace, or...? Ah, we don't need no peace with them. They just need to stay up on the side of the hills and we'll stay down here. We don't need them down here and there's no use of us being up there, so... I think we should just leave each other alone. And uh, you're gonna see an, uh, a dwarven guard that's standing beside him and he just huffs and nods his head in approval. Are they more like barbarians or civilized like people should be? What do you think? I mean, they're half-orcs. Of course they're barbarians. There's not an ounce of culture of sophistication in them. All they know is fighting each other over honor. What's, what, what is even that? I mean, they don't have anything to trade. You know, that they don't have anything that we need from them. There's just petty wars and skirmishes for them. That's all they know is fighting. Perhaps one day they'll see the light of 
Arathis and embrace civilization, but I can see why they'd be problematic. Yeah, I mean, of course, as a priestess of Arathis, I mean, you get it. Oh, yes, very much so. Well, thank you for sitting my curiosity, my child. May the blessings, blessings of Arathis be upon you. Ah, thank you. And the dwarf's gonna nod at you. Alright, Juliet is going to leave that area and try and reunite with the party. Alright, so uh, we'll say you walk back down towards the uh, the tavern yeah. uh, that they uh, had went into. And um, Alexander, are you doing the same at this point? Yep. So uh, at this point, um, Turin's just been hanging out in the square by one of the fountains. And uh, you're going to see Adel uh, come out of uh, one of these bars around the same time. And he looks like he's been drinking. Well, of course he Turin, have you seen the others? Uh, I saw them walk into that bar and... Uh, and you see him spit on the ground as he sees uh, Adel walking out of another bar across the street. And he says, there's your hellspawn. Lovely. He says, we about ready to go. What are we doing? No, we simply have to meet up with the rest of them and then we'll be on our way. He says, good. I hate being around these soft city folk. Don't worry, we'll find some nice uncomfortable rocks outside. He says, are you mocking me? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> roll for deception. <laughs> yeah, roll deception. Uh oh. Here's where it ends, boys. 15, All right, 15. Could be worse. Hold on. Um, <laughs> so he looks at you oddly and it says, I don't get your humor. It's a dragonborn thing. Sure. And then uh, he's going to stand up and says, uh, Can we get going now? Uh, yes, yes. So at this point, uh, Hannah and um, Alunados are coming out of uh, that tavern. Adel's going to meet up with you. Uh, he's going to see you and walk over towards uh, Juliet. And you'll notice he's going to be keeping some distance from Turin. And uh, I guess Alexander, uh, you'll wait around for a while uh, after you guys meet up and he's going to show up. So what are you doing now? I think it's time to leave the city. It would appear so. I'm sad we're not going to stay here, but that's not uh, in the cards. I'm not. I somehow made a date with a guy, and I really, really, really don't want to have to make it. <laughs> oh, my little Talia growing up so fast. Already ghosting people. <laughs> uh, right then. Shall so we be on our way? Yes. Let's head uh, out of the city, but maybe not to the north. People might notice people heading in the worst possible direction. Yeah. That's a good point. Are there any other gates we might be able to use, ODM? There is a gate to the east and a gate to the west. And a gate for the one with the hairy chest? <laughs> I think that's how the nursery rhyme goes. Um, I vote let's head out the, the west gate and get pretty deep into the forest. All right. Sounds like a good plan. All right, so uh, you go down the uh, the west road from this uh, circular area in the middle of town. And uh, as you walk down the street, you're only probably going to go about a half a mile before you reach the gate. And as you go down through the street, you see um, 
the structures turn from businesses into uh, like residential areas. And as you move through this one, um, you're going to see that it, you think this is kind of like the, the working class area of town. Um, the houses here aren't, you know, fancy or, you know, lavish or anything, but they look uh, pretty well maintained. Uh, there's no slums. And um, as you approach the gate, you're going to see um, two guards. One's a dragonborn and uh, one's a dwarf uh, that are at this gate. And here are the walls. You get a better look at them. And they're kind of the same material as you saw as that dome. But there uh, appears to be more obsidian in it, which gives it that uh, really black look to it. There is a, uh, a wooden uh, gate uh, braced by uh, steel crossbeams. Uh, that is currently closed and uh, as you approach uh, the dragonborn uh, guard is going to look at you and say where do you think you're going that's an excellent question alexander trying you're to find the map. yeah it might be a good time for alexander's silver tongue yeah my bad i got distracted so we're walking through to the thing person stops us and asks where we're going yep we have business in Ashmarsh. Ashmarsh, you say? Wouldn't you be better off taking the river? Our horses are better on land, and we get seasick. Well, river sick. Then be that as it may, have you not heard about the travels with half orcs? We're hoping they'll leave us alone if we're just leaving the city. Well, your protection is not guaranteed out there, and if you go, You'll travel at your own risk. We've pulled back our patrols of the roads. That's unfortunate, but we must go. And uh, the dragonborn is going to say, Well, it's your hide. And uh, he's going to go over and uh, unlock the gate. And it's got like one of these uh, big uh, cross beams that slides back and forth. Uh, and the beam itself's like huge. It's probably like a foot thick. And... Uh, He's going to open it up for you and uh, pulls the gate open and motions you to go outside. And off we go. Thank you for your vigilance, sir. Ma'am. Be careful out there. And I probably wouldn't stick to the road too closely. That's a great place for an ambush. Indeed. That sounded like a threat. <laughs> Do you say that? No, no, sorry. I should have said out of character. <laughs> I, I don't know. That sounded pretty in character to me. Maybe I whisper it to, uh, to a Lunadas. And the Lunadas just chuckles. <laughs> Assuming it's a joke. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're going to be heading out of the gate where I'm pinging here on the map. And there's going to be a road that leads out to uh, the west and follows the river. I thought we went west. That would be east, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're pinging the east side. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said east. So, uh, if you're going uh, out the east side, uh, you would be leaving here, and then there's a road that follows the river uh, to the south of this wooded area up here. Yeah, because uh, Ash Marsh is to the west. <laughs> Ash, other thing is to the east. But So, uh, as you leave the gates, uh, turn's going to say... I think we should probably get off the road as soon as possible. The Dragonborn's right. 
it's a great place for an ambush. And if the half-orcs want to stir up trouble, they're probably looking towards the roads. Yes, as soon as we're outside of the uh, view of the city walls. All right. So, uh, I guess you're moving into the forest? Yep. Yes. All right, so uh, Turin's going to take the lead on this and says, I'll go first. I know a path up through here. So, he is going to uh, take you up through the woods here, through this path. And you're going to travel probably about... Um, maybe about three hours or so uh, winding your way through and uh, the trees here um, are evergreen trees and for the most part they're pretty well in together there's there's not a lot of paths through here and the path he's taking you through is probably only about uh, 10 feet wide uh, and even though it is a quote-unquote path through the woods here, it's still kind of grown up with grasses. It's, it's not like a road or anything. Um, so you you move through here, and the canopy of these trees, it, they seem to be fairly old growth. Uh, trees here are probably about uh, 40 or 50 feet tall, and there's some dapple light coming through uh, their branches onto the ground. Um, so after about three hours of travel... I'm going to everybody to give me a uh, perception check. Hey, a good one for once. Yeah, a good one for once. <laughs> Passive of 16 for Illuminatus. And a 7. All right, so um, Talia, you are going to hear what sounds like a commotion uh, up in... Uh, to the uh, the north of you, um, if you had to guess, you would think it was probably over here in this area where I'm drawing on the map. Um, it okay. seems it seems like it's probably about a quarter mile away, and you're you're starting to hear some like shouts of men. Guys, guys, I hear something. Yeah, it sounds like people shouting. I think maybe it's a fight between the orcs and the humans. Lead the way. It's better to know what we're up against than just tarry around and avoid it. Uh, so are you heading towards the noise? Yep. Yep. So we're going to say that uh, you start following this path and you're going to get to about right here and um, there's kind of a um, an opening here through the, these rolling hills and these hills are probably about um, 20 to 25 feet tall and it's it's not terribly rough terrain, but it's kind of like taxing on you because it's like climbing this like slowly sloping hill and then down the other side. And then there'll be these spaces that will be, you know, like 25 uh, to, to 50 feet. And then you're climbing another hill and then back down. And um, you're going to come to the bottom of one of these hills. And it sounds like the this uh, fight that's now getting louder and you can hear like the clashes of like swords and spears and um, men shouting, and you think it's just over the next hill. Uh, we should we should uh, get down and just look. I don't want to get involved in this, whatever it is. Unless we can think of some way to use it to our advantage. Yeah. I'm gonna um, pull my hood up and kind of just crest the hill so I can see. Okay, stand by. Gold later, standing by. And while Tali is getting up there, perhaps we should all 
the putting on armor, grabbing weapons. Okay, um, probably not a bad idea. Talia, give me a stealth check. Ooh, that's a 21. 21. Um, so you're able to, uh, to climb up. You get off your horse and you're, uh, I guess, oh. tell Abbott to, to stay there and to be quiet. And uh, yeah. you start slowly climbing this hill and then you get down on the ground and stick your head over it to look down into the valley. That, that was my idea, yeah. And uh, this is what you see. So uh, you look uh, over this hill, and on the you can see a big battle going on here. And on the west side, you see a bunch of half orcs that are engaged in battle with uh, four mounted guards, uh, three what appear to be battle mages, and a hulking silver dragonborn in full plate armor, swinging a glowing greatsword, riding a white warhorse. You have a pretty good idea it's called. What is this called? Silver Paladin Dragonborn. Oh god. Right. I am going to uh, scoot back down the hill and tell everybody what I what I saw. One of the companions. That's that's a that's a problem. Until <laughs> now, when we have the chance. Yeah, if we jump in on the side of the half works, we might be able to swing the tide of battle in their favor. Maybe take Call down, but he is one of the companions, and we have to be very, very careful with him. Oh, and didn't the Oracle or Prophet say something about this? Uh, yes, he said that if we run into Call and try to fight him, we'll die. So that's Let's why. Let's not do uh, that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of not dying. I'm a big fan of, of GTFO. And yet this seems like such a good opportunity. It does. Like, the, the, the benefits of doing this would be that we could gain the half-orc's favor. Yeah. But the consequences are the oracle said we would die if we, if we fought him. Well, what if we don't fight him? What if we befriend him? Well... I, I wouldn't want to risk being around an incredibly powerful paladin who basically their gods give them the ability to detect honest people like us. And you guys can't keep up, you know, illusions for very long. I, I, I wouldn't want to risk it. Well then, our course is clear. Let's get out of here. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish we could help the half-orcs gain their trust. I don't really see a way. Maybe we could cast Fog Cloud, or Talia could cast Fog Cloud over the Battle Mages. Yeah, but then they would know that someone else is there. Can't Shamans cast Fog Cloud? Maybe? I don't know. I'm just a thief. A scoundrel. A scallywag. A noble orphan pushed into a life of crime against your will. Eh, it wasn't really against my will. Circumstances conspired against you to... Anyway. <laughs> but I see your point. Yeah. No, I uh, I say we just let this let that take its natural course and let's get as far from here as possible. Wait, if they're engaged in battle and those half orcs are going to die, almost certainly. Seems maybe reasonable. we could carry um, news of those half orcs back and tell them that the paladin has attacked their people. 
Maybe we could gain their trust that way and poison the half-orcs further against Cool. I, I mean, that sounds like... But then, wouldn't they be upset that we didn't help? They're all about honor, and running from a fight isn't exactly honorable. True. Well, we'd better make a decision quick, because I have a feeling this, they're not going to wait for us to discuss to continue fighting. We are humble travelers. We protect ourselves, but we're not strong enough to take on someone like that. I, I think the truth would serve us well there. Humble travelers? We're, we're humble travelers? Okay, the part where we can't take on the pal. <laughs> Either way, we get out of here. Yes. Quickly and quiet. Alright. Um, so this sounds like it's a pretty good place to stop. I think so. And, uh... I'm going to have to say you probably made the right decision. <laughs> uh, because uh, I don't see... I mean, even with the half-orcs, <laughs> the way I got this set up, I don't know that there's any way you could possibly win. Yeah, three battle mages and cool? No. Cull. You mean call Cull. Whatever. Sorry, I got stuck in... Yeah, Cull's quite a bit higher level than you. Sounds like more XP to me. Oh my god. <laughs> this sounds like a grinding spot if I've ever seen. <laughs> sounds like get him alone, poison him, and attack him from behind. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Want to throw hatchets? We got hatchets, and you can throw them at the hatchet throw. Bring your own hatchet or use some of ours. We don't care. We got big hatchets and small hatchets. We even have very small axes. Want to throw daggers? We don't have daggers. We have hatchets. And you can throw them inside our building. You can throw them at stumps with red circles painted on them. We also got stumps shaped like half-orcs because they are attacking us. But they don't have red circles on them. So come to the hatchet throw in downtown Asheville. We also have L, wine, and mead. People say hatchet throwing and L is not a good combination. But what do they know? We also have hatchets to throw, but no daggers. Hatchet throw. The music you heard on this episode was Drums of the Deep, Folk Round, Frozen Star, and Enchanted Journey by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. License under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.